0: Hello and welcome to day 3 of STLV2017. And today is the big day. Today it, tonight is the TNG reunion panel, but we have some bad news. Due to unforeseen circumstances, Jonathan Frake's had to cancel. So we we will be minus number 1 tonight at the panel. Now for obvious reasons, I'm not going to be able to record anything at that panel tonight because Creation is very strict about this sort of stuff. So we're making our way down the Conventional. I have a weather update from Las Vegas. It was freaking coming down for like the last half hour. It was crazy. Sir, can I interview you really quick? Sure. Okay, so you... It's not
1: about my ship.
0: No, no. It's not about ship. Can you let everyone know who you're cosplaying as? I'm Captain Jack Kirk. Where did you get the idea for this mashup?
2: So I like Star Trek, so I'm at a Star Trek convention. I like Jack Sparrow, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it seemed just natural. And I've never done a mashup before, so I figured, why not do this mashup? It's very good.
3: Well, thank you very much.
0: You should have like a, tri- a compass tricorder or something.
1: Uh, I will do that eventually. Okay. Like <laughs> I knew Mitchell
4: you, so you I say because so you are the shorty background, back so I don't know what that's anything. Uh, just you maybe. Here, you know what? Try. So, Come take a picture of us instead of doing this stupid thing. Cause you you have that on. Oh, you're Robert. Yes, I'm Robert. Oh, yeah. Did you get the badge in? I got the badge. All right. Okay. Oh, that's on the bingo party. I know. <laughs>
0: so where are you guys visiting from? From Canada, Boyle, Alberta,
4: and Edmonton, Alberta.
0: This your first STLV?
4: First STLV. Yes, it is. Has it
0: lived up to the hype? Oh
4: been awesome. Been absolutely fantastic. We watched the two Klingon girls sing uh, Kill in, me Softly. K- yeah, Killing Me Softly in Klingon. That was unbelievable.
0: Last year they did You Light Up My Life. Oh wow.
5: Yeah that would
4: be, that, good. That would be good. They were amazing. Like that to me so far has been a highlight and it's you know not even part of the show. But yeah. It's very cool.
0: So have you been to conventions before?
4: Uh, small ones in Alberta, the Edmonton Con and the Calgary Con, and they have a really tiny one called Vulcon. I
0: uh, I saw someone tweet about that.
4: Yeah, it's a really tiny con in Vulcan, which is in the middle of nowhere in Alberta. It's a farming town, and uh, we have, it's a two-day con, and they bring in three or four guests, and uh, it's very cool. Lots of cosplay, and but it's only five or six hundred people, right? So very intimate, very nice. Right? Different. So this is way different, but we're loving it we've been here for the whole five days we've gone to lots of panels and we've met lots of people like yourself <laughs> right which is very
0: cool Well, wait let me give you my card where are you from oh the l.a area l.a okay. so wait and you get a card cool and you get a card
4: cool i have something for you Just for a because i'm from canada
0: is it maple syrup? No, it's
4: not. But the Canadian
0: Postal Service... I know. A I'm stamp. so jealous about that.
4: Exactly. Now, this isn't the best one in the series, but it's the only one I can... You, get had, the in thre- a roll.
0: you had the transporter one that was really cool.
4: And the Borg one's very cool this year. It's metal. It's a $5 stamp. It's huge, and it's, it's got metal flakes in it, and it's three-dimensional. It's very cool. But this one here is just the Galileo. But uh, when I meet people who I've read about on Shore Leave and stuff like that or listen to... I give them a Canadian stamp. So that's, that's one of the series. Uh, it's not the best one, but it's the only one you can get in the roll. But the little, the little box is cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they sewed them in a roll.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, well, they, you can buy them. You can use them as a regular stamp, right? So that's the ones, except for the collector's ones. So that's the one. So that's for you, uh, okay. Galileo. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. All right. We are making our way to the hall. Of the are you of the body?
6: The body is one.
0: Are you ready for the red hour? But we're in Las Vegas, so it's constantly it's the red hour.
6: So we've that. It's a bit confusing. It's a continuous red hour.
0: You need to find a Captain Kirk and have him talk to the computer to make it blow up.
6: Okay. Well, um, <laughs> well, we're we're from the village or the valley. We're from the valley. <laughs> uh, so, so we're new to your ways. Okay. Okay. Thank, enjoy the rest <laughs> of the convention. What are you, what are you t- Oh, wait, let
0: me give you my card. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank
6: you. Your friend's just
0: missing the staff. No,
6: we had another, no, that's the, um, the Spock's character. Oh, okay. We, found, like, uh, we had to talk about the lawgiver. We found a guy dressed like that. Oh, right? wow. Yeah, one are the odds, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. <laughs> Kayla. Hey, okay. Hi, can I interview you? I feel real bad I missed the panel this morning.
7: Oh, that's all right. Um running to catch these TNG panels going on
0: here. So. Okay. So what was the highlight of the panel for you this morning?
7: Um, really just, just getting to talk to the other women, hear, hear from the other women on stage, and you know what their experiences have been in the fandom growing up as women. You know, we're all of sim- a similar age, kind of grew up with the next generation, um, and hearing their perspectives on what they got out of the next generation growing up. Um, and what different women inspired them in different ways. You know, Deanna inspired Jera as sort of a, she she called her a space princess. (laughs) And, um, you know, Lisa was inspired by Guinan, who is this wise, powerful, but still, uh, a woman who still sometimes, you know, had some flaws and had some uh, humility to her. So just like hearing the perspective and then being able to also speak with Gates McFadden who was with us you know, about her perspective from the other side of that. You know, yeah. how did they feel while they were making this show? And, um, you know, now that now that the show has been off the air for a while, it's a 30-year-old show now, you know, yeah. how has her perspective changed? Uh, and it seems like she appreciates more and more as time goes on the, the levity and the, the impact that the show has had on people.
0: Now, on a lighter note, did she mention the fact that she was the first, she was actually the first female doctor before Jodie Whittaker?
7: Oh, we didn't get to talk about that in particular, but definitely talked about a lot of Crushers and and not only Crushers first, but um, Gates McFadden's first. And she was one of of only six women ever to direct for Star Trek in 50 years. uh, You know, thousands of hours of television and movies, six women have ever directed that. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the future, too what can Star Trek Discovery learn from the women of TNG and the women behind the scenes, too. Yeah. So I think, in all and all, it, was a, it was a great discussion. And, uh, like I said, just humbling to sit with those other amazing women on stage. Okay, thank you.
6: Enjoy the rest of the convention. Good to see you, man.
0: Good to see you. I love it. Oh,
6: we got Prime
8: Timeline. Robert Ray is at the Red sweater today. Why
0: does the blue sweater freak everybody out? I know it doesn't freak you out
6: because you're cool in hell.
8: That's true. <laughs> That's very true.
6: It freaks me out because I don't know how to handle alternate universe to alternate timeline Robert Reyes. You never know what to, you're going to expect.
8: That's true.
6: No. He always comes out with something unexpected. Like, well, I don't know if I should say, are going are you going to put this on your podcast?
0: Yes, this, this is day three coverage for the Promenade Podcast.
6: Okay, so... On Tuesday evening at the landing party, Larry Nemacek's landing party, I had the most fascinating conversation with Robert Reyes. We're going to talk about that now. I asked you if you were going to put this on the podcast. Okay. Bye. Bye. Nice meeting you, man. I had a fascinating conversation with Robert Reyes about underwear. Yes. And I think and you were present tail. for that. And Whale Tail, Haley was present for said conversation. Now, for
0: the record, Whale Tail is an actual thing. I'm not making that up. That's what it's called.
6: You
8: brought that up,
6: too. Not, not us. Yeah. You brought that
8: up. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because we were, some, I forget, were you talking about thongs?
8: I was talking about tags in underwear, in women's underwear, and how for some reason until recently they were actual tags, and some of them are still actual tags, and you have to cut it out, otherwise it's right there. And it, it's not comfortable. Because it's always scratchy and hard fabric. Yeah, right?
6: Yeah. So there you go, a little non-Trek conversation for the Promenade podcast. Yes. There you go, a little treat for you guys out there.
0: So will Santa Gorn be making another appearance, or has the weather scared him off today?
6: Well, I believe he will be out very shortly. Yes. Haley is going to be assisting him. So keep your eyes peeled. I mean, this podcast will launch far after today, so won't help any of you guys out there. But, yeah, he should be coming down very shortly, I would think. So keep your eyes peeled. I will and stay in the prime time one.
0: I can make no guarantees for tomorrow. Hello, we meet again.
2: We meet again, how you doing?
0: I'm good, so can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as?
2: I'm Nurse Chapel, obviously.
0: You said you were a specific Nurse Chapel.
2: A mock time Nurse Chapel. You can tell because my hair is up. And, you know, I don't have a tray of soup, but... Okay. He, threw, he already threw it. He already threw the soup at me. Mean, <laughs> mean man.
0: <laughs> well, he was going through the, the Vulcan co- change of life.
2: Yes, but they don't talk about that with outsiders, so I wouldn't know, now would I? <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm working right now. just signing people
0: up for crystals. Oh, okay. We have people here, or I'm guessing, um, Plato's Stepchildren cosplay.
6: Uh, yes, indeed. Money. That's correct. No, oh, no, 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 no. I've had a couple of people. Well, you look like But I've also had people tell me it was uh, the… Um, whom God's the story? No, not Whom God's the The one with… Uh, Apollo. Yes,
0: Apollo. Let's but see, but there are three of you. Yes. So that's
6: Plato's stepchildren. Well, it's only, it's only when I've been in by myself that they've said that. And then also, I've been at least twice addressed as Caesar. <laughs> Which makes sense because we're near Caesar's palace, so…
0: Don't go, don't go towards Caesars Palace dressed up. They might think you're an employee.
6: <laughs> I, I think that happened last night in another place because some, uh, a family came. We were in mirror-mirror uh, outfits, and some family came by and said, excuse me, can you tell us where this restaurant is? And I was like, well, I'm not sure. So, but yes, we're very excited. To be here.
0: Can I get a quick picture of you folks? So what is this the line for?
9: Brent Spiner.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So it's officially crowded today in the hall. and It's only day three. Tomorrow will probably be the craziest day of the convention because it's Saturday. And that's when everyone brings their cosplaying A game. So we're heading into Corks. And currently at the bar, Terry Farrell is being interviewed for something, I'm not sure what. Hi everyone, this is Meadow Robert here. So just to recap what just happened, Terry Farrell was being interviewed by Creation Entertainment. They were making a promo video for STLV 2018, which is currently available on the Creation website as of the release date of this episode. And now we're going to go back to past Robert in our continuing coverage of Day Three of STOV 2017. Enjoy. Okay, so we've just exited Quarks, and we're going to make our way toward the vendors' room. Get swifty with it! <laughs> A group of people are wearing TOS cosplay, but they have. Rick Sanchez masks on. That's a <laughs> Rick and Morty reference. I mean, excuse me, can I interview you two really quick? Sure. Okay, okay so we can let everyone know who you're cosplaying as.
8: Uh, we are cosplaying as Enterprise D crew members from the game. Yeah.
0: So what, what level are you currently on? I'm
8: on 965.
0: 43. You can't force it, you just gotta let it happen naturally. Can I, can I get a picture of you folks really quick? Thank you. For the Empire. A Couple of guys walk by doing mirror mirror cosplay as Kirk and Spock. Who is this autograph line for? Oh. oh, this is the Sir Patrick Stewart line. This is a really long line. And now we're back in the vendor's room. Angel One Riker? Absolutely. Can I get your picture really quick?
7: Yeah,
10: sure.
0: You're like the second one I've seen at the convention.
10: I think I saw somebody yesterday, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you have the earring. He didn't have the earring when I saw him on Wednesday. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We have Sir Patrick signing his official autograph time. Over in the designated area that creation has set up for him. And the line is going all the way down the hallway and starting to snake down. And of course, inside the hall itself, we've got we've got people doing autographs. We've got back for his second day, Q himself, John Delancey. We have Lavar Burton, Brent Spiner, and all of his Brent Spinerness.
5: Yes, how may I
0: help you? Are you enjoying the convention so far?
5: What convention? This is a Fetty collection. A what? A Fetty collection. I'm not familiar with
0: that, sir.
5: You don't know what Fettys are? The Mm. Federation.
0: Yes, but we've established that in the future the Klingons join the Federation.
5: No, we have a slight alliance with them.
0: No, no, that's now, but in uh, the future, two hundred more years in the future, dear, the time of the Enterprise J.
5: That is then. Today is today. <laughs>
0: I was going to ask if you were doing Klas. No.
5: So my name is Tanek Walks, Captain of the IKV Klas Row of Las Vegas, Klingons of Las Vegas. On Facebook.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for the Empire. Thank you. I'm sorry, can I interview you folks really quick?
11: Absolutely.
0: So can you let everyone know who you're cosplaying as, Mal?
11: I am Kamala, the metamorph from Next Generation, the perfect mate.
0: I think you're the first Kamala I've ever seen at one of these.
11: I believe so. I haven't seen any competition.
0: (laughs) Let me give you my card. And you get a card. Oh,
11: I thank you so much.
0: And you're, of course, Captain Picard. In the dress uniform. The only dress uniform we've seen here, too.
11: My true love. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but I had to be in Dress Up to escort my beautiful woman. So has, has anyone recognized you or mistaken you for someone yes. else?
11: Yes. Well, a lot of people have recognized the costume, the dress. Um, they knew who the original actress was, Pamka Jensen, played the original part. I love Pamka Jensen, <laughs> I'd love to channel her.
12: <laughs> we were walking by the, the uh, next gen lineup over there and a guy yelled out, a metamorph. Yes. <laughs>
11: Everyone, who doesn't love a metamorph?
0: Who doesn't?
11: Except the metamorph is now bonded with Picard, so a lot of my empathy is gone. My empathic ability is gone.
0: It's yes, up. but you're married. and am are But you're married to the other guy. 90% of marriage is faking it.
11: Exactly. So, <laughs> Ulrich of old, hey, I can fake it.
0: All you need is, oh, shoot, I forget the actor's name, um... He was in Buck Rogers. He was in the Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, the, the 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 guy who was escorting Kamala. Oh yes!
11: Oh yes! Oh, I, I, I can see his name, but I can't bring it up right now. I can't either. The old right. man. That Research. Was supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. All right.
12: All right. Come on, Netflix. Let's well, he go. was
0: he was the the president of the Earth in Buck Rogers in the 25th century.
11: Can see his face, but yeah, he was attacked by the, the Ferengi. Ferengi. Yes. Stay away from the Ferengi. Oh yeah, I haven't seen any Ferengi, but I'll be wary. They're in the bar. They're in the bar. They're in the bar. Well, maybe well, I should probably go see the Ferengi just to taunt them.
9: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I like stay away from the Ferengi. That should be a bumper sticker.
0: <laughs> I would buy that bumper sticker. Okay. Enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank, Thank you. you. Mirror Amanda and Sarak?
10: Yes. Very good. good. Long live the Empire. (laughs) Am I the first person to get that? No, you're not, not, not. as a matter of fact. We've got our agonizers, (laughs) the right insignia. How many
5: people have actually recognized us?
10: At other cons, it may take people a while. Here, most people (laughs) catch on very quickly. If they didn't recognize you right away, they
0: would have figured it out.
10: Well, this is a very deep cut
0: cosplay because we didn't see Amanda and Sarek in Mirror Mirror. That's
10: right. We're very... uh, We like to do things that are... What would they have been like if you got to see them in the Mirror Universe? So we like to do things just a little bit different.
5: wish we got to see, but didn't. That's
0: right. Okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you. I think this is the second Edith Keeler action figure I've seen in the vendor's room.
4: I got another one. There's three of them, then.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I know somebody else had the... I think the six inch one.
10: Oh, all right, the little one, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Panfor.
10: Panfor, what's up? Nothing much? Doing? Good, you? I'm all right.
0: What, t- what time did you get to bed this morning?
10: It's about three o'clock. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I was, I was trying to take it easy. Uh, got some stuff going on today. It starts, starts at six. I woke up this morning, had breakfast, and I may, tr- if I can get what I need in here, um, I'm, I'm going to go take a nap. And then we're doing the Gaze in Space at 6 o'clock.
0: I'm going to be over... Well, I'm doing the TNG 30 panel. Then I'm heading over to Caesars for the fansets party. Then I'm going to head over to Gaze in Space.
10: Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. I don't think I could do all that. That's a little too much. I'm like one big event a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have a friend of mine who's got a strict rule. Like, no second location.
10: Yeah.
0: And I'm going to a second third, and fourth location tonight. Because <laughs> the Rio is my second location.
10: Where's your first? The Gold Coast? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, 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 I'm wearing a kilt tonight to the Gaze in Space event, but I forgot my, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the bag that goes in front. a, a oh, okay. Po- a, pooch, a pooch, a pooch bag, I think it's called. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I found a clean-on messenger bag in a booth back there. I'm now going to the Star Trek Cosplay Repair Kit station, just because I know they have a sewing machine. I'm going to see if they can sew on some belt loops. Okay. And then I will have a really awesome clean-on Bat-Lift messenger bag, which will act as my, for the kill.
0: I can't wait to see it tonight.
10: Know, if it works, to, if it works, it'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, see you tonight. Bye,
0: and we have, we have Kristen Byer here. We have Mary Chieftoe. Okay, we're going to be leaving the vendor's room. I found Larry.
13: I found you in your red sweater vest. (laughs) So
0: it
11: must be official. Yes. (laughs)
14: Hey, Larry.
11: Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, you're, you're good, you're
0: good. So the line for Sir Patrick Stewart autograph Now this is a big deal because Sir Patrick Stewart is doing less and less conventions every year. So, the creation person, I guess handler for the line, just informed everyone that Sir Patrick Stewart is only signing photographs and official licensed merchandise. He's not doing any drawings. I loved episode 9. Oh good, thanks. John DeLancey actually said all oh, good things to me, sweet. So we're heading back into Quarks. Alright, so Robert Picardo is being interviewed by Jordan Hoffman on the CBS All Access stage. Can I get your picture really quick?
11: Um. Oh my goodness. Not even here, right? So we, over here? Yeah, over oh, here.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh great. So there are three folks who are dressed up as the aliens and I forget the name of the species from the TOS episode the apple. So there's another guy dressed up as Angel One Riker.
2: I heard. It wasn't as good as the first one though. No. <laughs> but I thought I would let you know. Thank I think you. I
14: saw him just a few moments ago. Yes. Going that direction. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You can't miss it for the codpiece.
0: <laughs> and don't forget, because I know you're the Riker chick. I am. You need to get the Riker Mirror set pins.
2: I already got them. I'm so excited. When I saw that J.K. Woodward's uh, art was being used for the pins, I was so excited because I loved his work anyway. Yeah. But that they actually turned it into a pin is freaking amazing. You guys got to check it out. sets. it's very cool. I know, cool. I
0: interviewed them on Wednesday.
2: They're so great. We're going to go to the fan sets thing tonight over yeah, at the I'll, Caesars. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll see you tonight.
2: Perfect. We'll see you there. Okay, bye.
0: bye. So in the main hall, it's Marina and Michael Dorn. Because of course, why wouldn't it be <laughs> Marina and Michael Dorn? And before I forget, this is dedicated to Daryl Golden. The creator of the OK Drinking Game. OK. Doc, thank God I found you.
3: Do I know you? Wait, yeah, I know you. We
12: met next Tuesday. Exactly.
0: The timeline's all screwed up.
12: Oh, uh,
8: timeline's never screwed up. Hey, orange people. Uh, <laughs> I say you can't go wrong with an orange girl. I'll be right back. <laughs>
0: sir can i interview you really quick
2: let me give you my card
0: so can you let everyone know who you're cosplaying as uh
2: yeah i'm doing q in his judge's outfit
0: so how long did it take you to get the outfit all together i mean made and
2: um so most of it came pre-made the necklace took a couple of months um a friend of ours does jewelry and she actually made it by hand um but the rest of it kinda came together.
0: Did you um, get an autograph with John Delancey and did he get to see you in the outfit?
2: Uh, actually yes, when I wore this last year, okay. I, I had a photo op with him while I was dressed up and then I came and had him sign it. So, <laughs> and then I went and said hello again this year and I think he remembered me.
0: <laughs> okay, enjoy the rest of the, the convention. Thank you. So we're back in the vendor's room. The vendor's room is quiet at the moment because everybody's in the big hall right now, watching the individual TNG panels, because they got people paired up. So you had Michael Dorn Marina, I think it's John Delancey and Denise Crosby. No, it was John Delancey and LeVar Burton.
10: Oh my God, it's
0: Santa Gorn! Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Santa Gorn. So that was the Santa Gorn. So, what'd you have Sir Patrick Stewart
9: autograph? First contact poster. I got him to sign Generations last year. This year we're getting for everybody on the first contact. Hopefully, Freaks tomorrow.
0: If he can find a plane.
9: I have heard back and forth. I've heard rumor of Creations trying to get something happen.
0: Well, they, they, a little while, because when I was having lunch, they posted that they canceled, he was canceled for today.
9: I've not heard that. It's, once again, everything's like kind of rumor until you. Well, no, it was hear. on the app. Oh, was it? Okay, I did not hear that. Yeah. Because you would, they said cancel for today, but then yeah. again, he's supposed to, he was supposed to be here signing autographs tomorrow. So, let's be honest. It was seven hundred and fifty bucks for a picture with all seven of them. If not all seven of them are in that picture, there's going to be a lot of people demanding refunds. Creation's not going to want to give that many refunds. They'll do something, or well, they, they will make the effort to try to get them here.
0: They tried, but I guess they, it didn't work out, so they had to cancel the photos tomorrow, right?
9: I'm not 100%. I know the panel was today. He yeah. might, maybe he doesn't make the panel, but if they, they may pull something out of the woodwork and do the photo tomorrow. I think it originally it was supposed to be tomorrow. Okay. I am not rich enough to get that picture. Neither was I. I would assume Creation will pull something out of the woodwork to m- get him here. That would be my understanding.
0: Well, if not Creation, CBS.
9: Whoever's running these things and making all the money.
0: That well, would—that's a very good question. Because CBS is bankrolling everything, but I think Creation's making all the money.
9: That's stuff beyond my knowledge. I know you know that Creation puts on the event, CBS. They make some money off a of Trek. Whoever's making the money here, they don't want to give those refunds. They'll get them here. Some way. Okay. Hopefully. Allegedly. Once again, everything's rumors until you see him or don't. Okay.
0: And worst, worst case scenario, they could just Skype him in tonight. We have the technology.
9: I mean, Star Trek basically invented that technology like 50 <laughs> years ago. I'm sure they could Skype him in for the panel. The question would be getting him into that picture with everyone else. That would be the one that they're trying to make happen because they don't want to give those refunds. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go see if I can get some Brent Spiner's autograph. Good luck. <laughs> I am so
0: jealous.
2: <laughs> it was amazing and took a break so I gotta like stay in there for a minute while he was just like standing up stretching. It was amazing.
0: Did, does he stand up and stretch in method?
2: <laughs> no 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 no. but he was standing up just stretching and we were talking i told him i loved american dad and everything <laughs> my
0: favorite line of he's like charlie 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 Charlie. what was your name again remember <laughs> yes. the, the coke that the machine that turned water into cocaine
2: yes yes <laughs> he's so awesome so nice loved him so but excited
0: how many did you get autographed just two okay
2: Because I couldn't decide between Star Trek and X-Men. I know we're at a Star Trek convention, but Charles Xavier, awesome.
0: And there was the crossover novels.
2: Oh, I didn't know about those. Yeah, Planet X. Oh, okay. I'm going to check those out. So, nice. It makes up for Riker canceling.
0: Now, is it just for today or is it for both days?
2: Both days, I think.
0: Ooh, did Creation say what they're going to do about the photo op?
2: They are changing it. They are replacing Riker. Not that you can ever replace Riker, but they are going to try to replace him with um, Denise Crosby and John Delancey. And then if you have like individual, you can trade them for someone else. Okay. But the cast photo is going to be Denise and John Delancey. So I mean it's nice, I wanted Denise in the photo anyways, but Riker. I know. Maybe I'll grab Angel One Riker.
0: (laughs) Well, in all fairness, the one today isn't as good as the one yesterday.
2: No, he is not. Did you get
0: a picture with the one yesterday?
2: No, I did not. I am so sad. But I'm gonna try to find any Riker. Hey cat. So. (laughs) But yes, I'm very sad. But maybe I'll just get more Carl Urban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless he cancels.
2: Supposedly he's on his way.
0: Well, I guess the universe balancing out because the last two years Carl Urban canceled.
2: <laughs> and now Riker is canceled. Yes, yes. You can't have that much hotness in one convention, I guess.
0: I guess, it was the, I guess there was the combined everyone was going to do the Riker maneuver at once. <laughs> and it overloaded the system.
2: Yes, that must have been what happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, have fun, right. sir. Me too.
0: So it looks like the Sir Patrick Stewart autograph session has officially ended all right and we are back in the vendors room hey congratulations I heard you quit smoking today
10: <laughs>
0: uh, oh, <God>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was Jim Horhouse doing <laughs> One of his personal favorite cosplays—a deep cut cosplay from Star Trek IV, the gentleman who runs the the plant, the polymer plant. Is it possible to get a quick interview with you, Mr. Hurd? Okay, let me give you my card, sir.
1: Yeah, you
0: can I forgot you were in an episode of M.A.S.H. And I'm here with a man who, based on the pictures here at the table, has been in everything. And the question would have to be, what haven't you done, Mr. Richard Hurd?
12: Robert, right? Yes. Oh, Robert, you know, uh, I started in the 50s. And I I apprenticed, You had an apprentice system at that time. I apprenticed for two summers, and uh, my second year they gave me some small parts, so I was able to get my Actors' Equity card. So I became a a junior member of it. And then I went down to New York, I went to school, uh, I studied, and so forth and so on. And that was in the mid-50s. So I had my Actors' Equity card since 1963. Wow. 53! (laughs) Fifty-three, what would that make it? Sixty-some-odd years. Well, fifty-four. Sixty-four years. Sixty-four years. And as I advise everybody who wants to be in the business, but very few listen, is to go... in. I spent thirty years in New York in the theater. And I started, you know, just doing summer stock, just doing road shows, anything to gain more and more experience mm-hmm. and finally I started getting larger parts Broadway off Broadway and the thing that started me off in film I did some smaller films in television but at the last minute I got the part of James McCord in All the President's Men oh. so my agent then she had something to talk about and the picture wasn't coming out for a year or So they said he's in All the President's Men, I started getting more work and Kojak came to New York And uh, I did a two-parter, but I got to tell you, in All the President's Men, played James McCord, and the guy that caught us at Watergate, who jumps up on top of the cabinet and goes, Freeze! That was F. Murray Abraham. As you later know, Academy Award winner. You know, Bobby Walden was in it. All of us had smaller parts, but thank God everybody went on. And what you were doing there, you see, they cast that all out. of them. Those were all New York actors. Yeah. There's a big difference because you study and you don't just act with your head; it's your whole body. Because of all of the stage work. All of the stage work, and all you do. There were no microphones when I started. They all that other stuff. So you built up your diaphragm because you have a lot of people that whisper now, whispering. Or they talk. How are you this morning? Haven't seen you. You don't know. They trail off. That is not allowed. It's called a dying swan it's a totally different thing when you go into a film you can still maintain breath and people can hear you don't have to whisper and like I just finished uh, well seven months ago uh... Jordan Peele of Kay and Peele wrote get out which became a huge hit they did it for four and a half million dollars it broke even at fifteen they made two hundred forty million dollars now. what he had in that he didn't have a lot of movie stars. He had good actors. And he wrote a wonderful script. You don't have to do a hundred million dollar movie. I'd like to work with, you know, I'm semi-retired now, but I prefer working with young people. You know, you don't, you know it's a screen actor's Guild. you don't get a lot, and I do it if I like it. And I love working with it. To be around people that are 25, 26, and they're working hard, they know what they're doing. It's just terrific, man. I'll give it back to you, can ask me another question. But I'll tell you anything, anybody that is even thinking of going into the business, I would advise get yourself um, you know, a college education, uh, or go to New York and take a two-year, you know go to the Sandy miles and go to the neighborhood playoffs whatever, whatever, whatever. But go into the theater first, and wherever you're living right now, Go to any community theater within a 50 mile radius and get as many plays as you can because that'll build up their experience and they'll begin to meet people and network and they'll learn a hell of a lot. So when they get a chance to do a decent part, they'll be prepared. And I wouldn't advise anyone to go into the business. It's the toughest, most humiliating, hard, full of rejection. It's, it's impossible. You, you have to be obsessed. And uh, the rejection is tremendous. It's a very, very... It can be a cruel business. You have to have a very thick skin. So get yourself that degree. And if it doesn't work out, you come back and get your teaching degree. Here's my lovely wife, Patricia. Hello. So you've done science fiction before
0: because... You're here because you played Admiral Paris in Voyager.
12: Look, science fiction... It's great relaxation for people. It gets things off their minds. They come here and they enjoy. They save their money. and so they can get away from all the difficult things that are happening in the world. And science fiction, to me, I don't separate it from anything else I did. Science fiction is just another part I got, and I enjoyed it. And I, I've done quite a bit of it now. You know, with V and Star Trek and uh, several other shows. I, you know, Sequest was a little science fiction and um, I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed working with the people that I've worked with in science fiction. But I've had the opportunity, I've been very lucky, I've done even a few westerns, uh, to work in most mediums and most radio. We, Pat and I, my wife, Tricia heard, who uh, got her early training at the Alley Theater in Texas, we go to these old-time, we're invited to these old-time radio shows. You talk to your dad or your grandpa, and you know, you do know, the shadow, you, you do the reenactment. Mm-hmm. That means you stand up at the mics, they have the music right there, and they have a guy over there that does the sound effects. Mm-hmm. And they invite an audience, and two or three hundred people come, and you do, an, you do a radio show. You can do some of the old shows, Orson Welles, War yeah. of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, you can do the, uh, some of the old Cecil B. DeMille, Lux uh, Radio Theater. Mm-hmm. So, there are many, many ways to go. Both in the theater, and that you can, you know, if you get out there and look, a lot of the smaller towns too, they have uh, little radio groups. And they do shows, but study—that's the most important thing. Study, get out there and get some work, but it's just get an education first. So, was V your big
0: ber- breakout role for you? where you were sort of no. like known no. known? no. No. No.
12: My breakout role, and I was fortunate enough to get China Syndrome. Oh, okay as McCann, the guy that gets Jack Lemon killed in there, you know, scram the son of a bitch. I mean, that was with Michael and uh, Jane Fonder, directed by Jim Bridges, and Jack Lemon was a fabulous man. Uh, we we're both, he's from Newton, Mass, and I'm from, he said, that's why you're so wonderful. But no, I stood, and that was a huge picture after Three Mile Island. Yeah. So everybody saw that. So I started getting calls. You know, that was the one that broke out for me. Got, that's how I got V. I was offered the part. Somebody called me. I read the script. I liked it. And I did it. 10 hours. It was a 10 hour miniseries. Yeah.
0: So I've always wanted, because you have the picture, well, you have two pictures here from V. Yeah. And you have the one from um, the beginning of the final battle where John is announcing the cure for cancer. And one of the resistance members goes up and they rip his face off to yeah. show he's a lizard.
12: When you read that in the the script, were you? it didn't bother bother you at all? Well, because I'm an actor. (laughs) I mean, it's not Richard Hurd. Yeah. I mean, they got offered a role like this by Ken Johnson. It's a wonderful role. The supreme commander of the alien forces. Yeah. What the heck? And also, the thing about that show, we didn't have a lot of special effects. People talk to each other. Now they've got machines and digital and all kinds of stuff. I mean actors should talk to each other, it's ridiculous. And 200 million dollars for a movie, come on. They did, they did get out there for four and a half million, broke even at 20, yeah. and it's made 240 million dollars. They did it with actors, no big movie stars. There's no, there is no excuse, none whatsoever. And it's, if, if you make a hundred million dollar film and it bombs, puts you out of business. It's like on Broadway now. You could do a Broadway show for seventy-five dollars to $100,000. Now it's millions. Well, that's because of the real estate. Yeah.
0: Now you've also done comedy because you played George Costanza's oh, yeah. boss on Seinfeld.
12: That's how I started. I used to do comedy when I started as a young actor, and they said I had a lot of boyish charm. <laughs> but nobody would, they'd say, you do comedy? They don't realize that's what actors do, yeah. comedy, tragedy. So I did, I did Golden Girls, I, uh, you know, I did, of course, one of the big ones, of course, Seinfeld, and did another one with uh, Betty, uh, we, uh, we did Everwood together, then I did that improv show that she did. Uh, I did 10 episodes of that, that's comedy improv. That was something that we learned, that's something that we studied. So I guess for my last question,
0: is probably one that you've probably been asked a lot as an actor is, which is easier to do, comedy or drama? Because you've done both.
12: There's a story about the old actor. He's lying in a hospital bed dying. And they asked him the same question you just did, more or less. And he said, dying is easy.
0: <laughs>
12: comedy is hard. <laughs> comedy for many people is just a word but comedy is timing and comedy is not pushing for a laugh comedy unless you're doing burlesque is not mugging the best comedy even though like on seinfeld there was a story there was a situation that made it humorous because everybody you know was doing it in this in a serious way rather if you started paying for the laughs you ha- and when you're doing a play you got to be very careful you want to make sure that the audience hears it but your job as an actor when you're doing a play you don't look out there because that's the fourth wall unless you break the wall for a particular play um, they're your partners and if you're playing a tough guy don't act tough be tough because you've got to leave them something to fill in the holes. You can't take, you know, you can't play it on the nose. You've got to leave something for the audience. Let them figure it out. And comedy's the same way. Sometimes now, you can say something. Like I, we did in uh, Betty and I, uh, Betty White and I in uh, The Golden Girls. We had a last scene of a show which was called The Impotence of Being Earnest. and. Uh, I was an impotent fellow and I came back to life and the very last scene we're at a table and I just looked at her and said, it's time and she went, check. <laughs> and they started to laugh and the laughter built and the laughter built. Then we just made one little moment and the laughter built and the laughter built went on and on and on and on and we, after the show, we did it to a live audience. Yeah. You know, you we'll know, do several, uh, Seinfeld was done that way. So the producer came back and he, he said, oh, he said, I have to tell you something. I've never had to do this before. I said, what? He said, I have to cut some of the laughter. There was too much. <laughs> and we didn't do anything to milk it. Just kind of stared at each other. Yeah. And the, the laughter would go down. Mm-hmm. And then you would make a move, It's subtle. subtle and it go up again. You have to be able to sense that. Mm-hmm. You've got to also wait at the beginning. You're finding the laughs. You know where the laughs are. The writers know where the laughs are, or they're looking for them. You can't, if you feel a laugh is coming up with your next line, you, and you say something, in other words, you're the straight guy and I'm giving you a funny if I, If you speak too soon, you kill the laugh. You have to intuitively know but if you step on a laugh, that's a sin. One of the worst things you can do. And that's what Kaufman used to do with his plays. He'd stand at the back of the theater. And uh, I remember he wrote, uh, he wrote the cast a note, each one. He's standing at the back of the theater. The performance isn't going so well. They're in New Haven. And he wrote each of the leading characters and they left it uh, at the interval during intermission. He says, I'm standing here at the back of the house watching the show. Wish you were here. (laughs) And on that high note, I want to thank you for meeting and chatting. And I want everybody out there, you know. um, Let me see. What is my? uh, If you want to, I want to give you my uh, my Facebook. You can get in touch with me at my Facebook. Um, You can always you can turn it on and look at it. I got a lot of goodies there on the Facebook, which is a new thing in my life. So, if you want to get a hold of me, Richard Hurd, you just go www.facebook.com slash official Richard Hurd. That's how you can do it. Just do that. And my uh, website is richardhurd.com. So, the very best of you all out there looking and listening, be well think good thoughts and for those of you that are not too well, I wish you speedy recoveries and bless you.
0: Thank you very much, sir.
12: There you go.
0: And that was our interview with Richard Hurd. Let's see, what's it's about 3.30 right now in about two and a half hours at 6 p.m. is going to be the main event of the evening the TNG 30 reunion with the full cast minus Jonathan Frakes who unfortunately had to cancel due to issues with his flight. All right, so in a few minutes Sir Patrick Stewart's going to be taking the stage in the main hall and this is the first of his two panels here at STLV he's gonna be doing one tomorrow with um, I believe Gregor Mendo I need to double check that and the actress that played his wife in the inner light JJ Hertzler just walked by Um, the Sir Patrick Stewart panel had just ended currently the main theater is closed because the big TNG 30 reunion panel will be taking place in a little while as I said earlier, creation comes down hard on you when you try to record stuff in the main hall, so unfortunately I will not be able to record any audio from that panel.
10: Come right in here, wristband, thank
0: you, sir. Alright, we're back in the vendor's room, further the panel has let out and everyone has come here. So, as I said, today you see, well, you always see people in TOS cosplay. And, and you intermix that with Kelvin Timeline uniforms. And I said there's a lot of TOS going on today. I'm not TOS, excuse me. TNG for obvious reasons. Okay, so to update you, the autograph line. Well, who's signing? We have Brent Spiner signing. Um, Lavar is, I think Lavar's doing some other stuff at the moment. He'll be back. Marina signing. This next one's dedicated to Bill Smiths from the Trek Geeks podcast. Michael Dorn is at his table, Bill. Um, Denise Crosby is, is signing. What he said, um, John Delancey is signing. So the theme seems to be continuing. Um, there's a lot of just people in... I'm seeing a lot of season three and on TNG uniforms. But I'm also seeing a lot of people doing variations on Troy cosplay and a lot of people doing Crusher cosplay. I saw a mother and daughter walk by. She was Dr. Crusher. The son was Wesley in the rainbow sweater. Oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. And I'm seeing a lot of TNG movie or First Contact in on-movie uniforms. So it's so weird seeing people doing the Dr. Crusher cosplay because they're wearing the medical robe and over at the um, TNG 30 exhibit they have the actual robe she wore on screen and it's a completely different fabric which didn't pick up because you have to remember when we were watching it first run in 1987 it was in standard definition and maybe if you were lucky like the biggest TV you would have would be like a 15 17 inch tv unless you knew somebody that had a big screen and then it depended on what station tng was on because i lived in well i still do but i living in the la area tng was on a uhf i'm sorry vhf station vhs is channels 2 through 13 so we had strong reception it wasn't an issue but i've heard people say that for them that tng and later Star Trek that would become like the UPN affiliate would be a VHS station and VHS stations are channel 14 through 69 and not all VH, VH UHF stations have the same type of signal type I'm drinking water I know the drinking water As audio is really exciting for some people. So let me do that again. Okay, I needed that. Um, So we're back in Quarks, and I guess if you've never actually been to an STLV, I'm guessing there's probably an experience like this at Destination Star Trek, but not to this scale. You're here, and you see a lot of people in cosplay but it becomes surreal because you see people in cosplay doing regular things with that I mean in Quartz they have a little place where you can get um, stuff to drink and eat snacks and you see a woman dressed up as Lal and she's paying for for her food and it's just is this weird surreal thing like yesterday I'm walking down to the convention hall and there's a hash-hash-a-go-go, I'm sorry, hash-house-a-go-go, excuse me. And there was a gentleman, I believe he was doing Spock from the Kelvin Timeline. He had the Kelvin Timeline uniform. And he's in line to pay for the cashier. So it's just this weird, surreal thing where you, on one level it's a guy waiting in line to pay for his meal. On another level, it's Kelvin Spock in line to pay for a meal, even though they don't have money in the 23rd century. So I said it becomes very surreal, and this is my third year attending. So I guess I could say it's become old hat now for me, because you'll see actors walking by. Hello, can I interview you two really quick? So who are you folks cosplaying as?
8: Um, I'm Wesley Crusher, Beverly Crusher.
0: So where'd you get where'd you get the idea to do the Crushers? Or whose idea was it?
8: Ah, both of ours. Well, how did we come up with the idea? I don't even remember. Um, Wesley Crusher is about the same age as I am right now. Well, he was in the show. (laughs) And, yeah, that's that's about it. There's not a lot of kid characters, are there? Yeah. So that's how we came up with the idea. Okay. (laughs) We were looking for something that would be a good age for him. Two years, three years ago, two years ago, you were a triple.
7: And that was pretty fun.
8: Yeah.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Sure. Okay, um, it's definitely getting real real because Scott Mance is in his TNG season 3 and 3 through 7 era uniform. Getting ready for the big panel. This w- Las Vegas will be the only place you will see the entire cast, minus Jonathan Frakes, this year of the 30th anniversary for TNG. All right, um, let me double-check the time here. All right, it's 5.46 right now, and they already have the line to get into the theater for the panel. So we're going to wrap up coverage of day three of STLV here. But don't worry, um, when you hear my voice again, it will still be day three, but it will be the day three after-party away mission extravaganza. So until then, I'm Robert Riz and I hope to hear you, hope hope you folks come back to the promenade. Hello everyone, Meadow Robert again. So I need to explain what happened between the two halves of this episode, Sort of like as a bridge, if you will. So as I'm ending the first half, I'm getting ready to enter the line or attempting to find the line or the end of the line for the TNG-30 reunion panel. And as you will hear in the second half of this recording, uh, what eventually did happen with that. So the second half of this recording takes place after the TNG-30 reunion panel at the other room at caesar's palace this is the fansets party hosted by the trek geeks bill smith and dan davidson and if you're not listening to their podcast you're missing out it's TrekGeeks.com. so now we're going to go back and throw this back to past robert who for some reason likes to yell because he knows he's in the past in order to be heard he's got to yell so i do apologize for past robert yelling um we're working on that we're really working on that okay so now we're going to throw it to past robert at the other room for the second half of episode three enjoy hello and welcome this is a first we are not at the rio and we're not at the gold coast we are off for an away mission we are coming to you from the other room at the forum shots at caesar's palace that's right ladies and gentlemen we're playing the palace We love Lou from Sets. Thank you, Dan.
12: Dan Davidson.
3: Listen, everyone, thank you so much
1: for coming out tonight. This is our first year in business. We uh, are thrilled and <laughs> overwhelmed by your support. The Star Trek community is by far the best group of fans we serve with our business. Yes. We literally have we have licenses with DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, and you can add all of them up, and they are not as passionate as the people in this room. On, on behalf of John and I, we're the owners of the company,
3: along with our partner Dan Matson, who's not here on this trip. Dan Matson.
1: Joe, we thank you guys for coming
0: out. Thank you. He's given everybody that stamp. He
6: gave us a set.
14: Oh. We had never met him before. We
12: saw him the other day, he said, I came here to see you guys. <laughs> and seriously, he gave us each a set of the Series 2 stands from Canada. Such a wonderful on his 56th birthday. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful gesture. Yeah.
0: So how's everybody doing tonight?
2: Good, Good. having fun.
6: (laughs) Robert Reyes, you already interviewed me twice. Yes, but we're offside.
0: We're at the. We're playing the palace. Fair
6: enough. Fair enough. We have enough. to
0: hail Caesar.
6: Fair enough. I will say, what's your question?
0: How's everybody doing tonight? Uh,
6: we we're doing all right. We're doing all right, Rob. You know, it's a great party. Very, very happy for the fan sets, guys. They deserve this. They deserve this turnout. They're wonderful guys. They create some great products. They love the Trek community. Couldn't have happened better. I I love them so much. I'm glad they were on our show. Glad they're friends with Trek Geeks, they're great guys too. Couldn't have turned out better. That's you. Yes.
0: I know. I know.
6: This is this is Prime Universe, Rob. this is not Kelvin Timeline, Robert Reyes. So I need real Robert Reyes. (laughs) Next question.
0: Okay. How do you
6: feel? Well, was that the final question on Spock's? Yes. Yeah, so at the, yeah, so, I don't understand the question.
0: How do you feel?
6: Where's my mother to tell me how to respond to
11: this? (laughs) I actually feel
6: pretty good. I feel pretty good. I've had a really good convention so far. I've made some really great new friends. Tonight, met Sarah. Awesome. So happy to meet you. Everybody knows Sarah. I didn't. (laughs) She's in the
1: group.
0: Well, I know, I'm... Come on, you know me. Damn it! This raffle is rigged. It's rigged, I say. How are you doing tonight? I'm
8: doing well, how are
0: you? I'm good. Good. Yes. Okay. okay. I'll
8: see you tomorrow.
0: Yes. yes. Well, I don't know how long we're staying here for.
8: No, I think for a while, but we're going to head over to Ibar, I think, after this.
0: Okay, I might see you at the Ibar. But
8: wait, are you going to be Alternative Universe Robert tomorrow?
0: Tomorrow? Yes. it's yes, Blue Sweater tomorrow.
8: So I won't see you tomorrow. I'll yes, see. you will see
0: me. It's just the sweater that's blue. Why does everybody freak out about that? I'm not
8: freaking out about it. I'm glad you're going to be in a blue one because I'm a blue shirt.
0: But everybody else is freaking out.
8: That's because they like to give you crap. Oh, sorry. You know what? All right,
1: so 2050.
8: At least they're only giving you crap about that. They could give you crap about something
1: else.
6: Carlos! He's 0
8: 0. He's 0 0. Oh.
1: All right, the number again is (laughs) 9432050. Okay, I think they might. Thank you, Carlos. (laughs) I (laughs) really
9: appreciate it. So, we're going to go for another number
1: for this special San Diego comic Con set for
11: 2016. It's (laughs) the. 9432104. Very good, that one. Wow. Yeah. 2104. That's the number. Okay. Look at all you people, A lot more chances
1: of winning left in here now, right? Okay, let's try again. San Diego Comic-Con Spectacular. 943-2046. Okay, so. The track have won the San Diego
11: Cup of Hun. Oh no! Alright, we need
1: one more number. Nobody gets it on this number. We might just have to do it via Stump the Key. So, let's, here we go one more time. Come on. 943-2080
0: And now they're going to stump the geek. I know I dropped the ball, ball. and now Sam from the from the Trekkie Girls has won the San Diego exclusive. How's everybody doing tonight? Nice,
2: Robert. Good to be here. What's
0: been the highlight of the convention for you so far?
2: Um, I'm going to say the Discovery Panels, very much so.
6: Did you see all four of them? I saw the first three. Series. Let's hear it for
1: the Animated Series, please. Woo! And, uh, all right,
10: we're going to try the number thing again. Just a spike jam. I own
12: all of them. Okay. All you Animated Series
1: fans 943 eight seven.
0: They're not here. They're not here. Oh no! Wait. Yeah, series. Okay, We are on a roll. Why stop now? Anybody want to win some more stuff? Yeah. How many
1: people yeah. yeah. like the Starship Enterprise? such as the Enterprise 1701, 1701B, 1701D, and the NX-01 ship yeah. set, and that is S-H-I-V, as in Papa. All right, here we go. Enterprise set, 9432099 er I swear to God, if zero, one or whatever Carlos's number is, he's not winning anything. And I'm just kidding, Carlos. We love him. Who keeps
0: saying that? Sorry. Who keeps yelling that? I want to interview that guy. Who keeps yelling, you suck?
1: We are still waiting. Okay. okay. Have
6: one more this, to
0: give away this guy? We'll White! Oh, evening. it's for fan
1: sets. Let's hear it for fansets one more time! You need to I'm kidding Because oh, I,
14: I suck, I'm awesome <laughs> so
3: happy. And I'm, I'm the guy who lost
14: his ticket. <laughs> we got DC stuff, Harry
1: Potter, Firefly. <laughs> Firefly. <laughs> yeah, that's my <laughs>
2: So, 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 how's everybody doing tonight? Everybody over
1: Congratulations
7: to
2: you
0: guys, and we're happy to be part of tonight. Look. What? How's everybody doing tonight? Skopla! I'm about to cli- to sing a Klingon drinking song, so that's just a pretty good night. Doesn't that involve ba- making uh, breaking a lot of things? Right, I, I was about to throw some glasses, but I I, re- I I refrained, I restrained set. myself right, because this is a diplomatic function. I didn't want to scare the normals, but I, I, I'm, I'm bursting win. out. I'm almost well, about to sing, hand, but hand, we'll hand. see how not the night goes. Somebody else with
1: the Enterprise set. Thank you very much. All right. I got a here. I'm good.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, we have now winner for the Enterprise set. Enterprise 1701. How are you doing tonight? Doing fantastic, Robert. Having a great time.
1: And What's been the highlight of the convention for you so far?
0: I think
14: being among the tribe of people who uh, really love Star Trek, because the best thing about Star Trek and Star Trek fandom is that it's a group of people who believe that the future is going to be better than today. And uh, being, around, being around a group of people like that is something that uh, I think anybody should appreciate.
1: Okay, thank you, John and four of them are from Enterprise. So that's pretty cool. You've got some Deep Space Nine and Enterprise love. And the number is, good luck to everybody, 943-2032. Yeah. Oh wait, I think Carlos has something to say. Cheers
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So congratulations, Michelle has just won some pins. Thank
8: you, Robert. I'm really
7: excited. I got the Enterprises. Woo! Well, you don't have
0: the, the, the C. You don't have the refit. You don't have the A. You don't have the E. You don't have the J.
7: But I have a lot. I've got a little baggy here. You don't
0: have the space shuttle.
1: <laughs> You're
7: so negative. Why so negative, I'm not Robert. being a
0: negative. I'm just hashtag real talk.
7: Well, I'm excited for the ones I do
0: have. Yay! And then there's Sean here, who I missed your cosplay yesterday.
3: Yes, you did.
0: And I love that SNL schedule. Let everybody know who you cosplay as yesterday.
3: Yeah, uh, yesterday my cosplay was... the uh, uh, Saturday Night Live skit uh, of The the Love Boat and um, Patrick Stewart, Captain Jean-Luc Picard we'll we'll go all proper there with the names and ranks Um, Captain of the Enterprise D from Star Trek Next Generation, he uh, went on SNL Live back in the early 90s uh, and did a Love Boat skit and so my uniform uh, was the white uh, with the red command uniform, uh, with white shorts, uh, the uh, tall white socks, white trainers, and also a captain's naval hat. Um, to add a few extra bits to it, I had uh, the rank pips, so the captain's rank. Uh, I also had the special uh, limited edition 30th anniversary magnetic pin badge, which was on the, uh, the hat. Um, and I also had... Um, on the epaulets um, in the SNL sketch, it's just a uh, you know four um, uh, clear uh, pips. Yeah. It is, but um, I actually um, upgraded the costume, shall we say? Or um, I'm trying to think of the word. Enhanced it. Yeah, um, pimped it up. You know. Uh, yeah, that,
0: that's it. Yeah, that,
3: that, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. And um, basically, what I did was uh, instead of just like the plain rank pips. Um, I managed to get um, special buttons, which had anchors on, so to keep it with the whole naval, um, you know, theme with the costume, so it just adds that extra little bit of detail, which isn't completely accurate for what was on SNL Live, but it's just a little addition that I wanted to make to the costume.
0: Now, how many people got your cosplay yesterday?
3: Quite a few people, actually, um, and I was really shocked because um, a friend of mine back in the UK, um, Dan Reynolds, um, if you're listening to this... Um, Dan actually um, uh, sent me the post, uh, which was from TrekCore, because uh, I didn't realize that um, the guy who, one of the guys who took my photo yesterday in the vendor's room was from TrekCore. Yeah. And um, so it was a big surprise to me uh, this evening when I went on Facebook and saw that my friend Dan had tagged me um, in a post. And I go and click on it and there's my photo um, in the costume. Um, and with TrekCore's um, uh, initials on. And when I went actually onto TrekCore's uh, Facebook page and scrolled down to find the original photo that they took of me, uh, at the moment, at this moment in time, it's got 195 likes, loves, and laughs, um, and it's got it had um, you know over a dozen comments basically. Um, everybody saying that they loved it, you know, thought it was fabulous, and then all the love boat uh, quotes uh, started coming out as well. Um, you know, um, set a course for love. Um, you know, and uh, all of those types of comments which was fantastic really and that's exactly the response that I wanted. We should
0: have got you in front of Benders and saying Blenders, engage!
3: Definitely. Um, but I will tell you this um, I will be uh, putting that cosplay back on um, tomorrow um, and also I have a little addition which has not been seen in the photo so there's, there's something else besides the shorts um, I won't say what just yet. I will leave that to people's imaginations until they see the photos.
0: Can I take a guess? Is it the chocolate-covered
3: heart? It's not the chocolate-covered heart now. Okay. But it is something going to be going uh, to be um, a nice addition to the um, to, to the actual cosplay, okay. and it just makes it more naval orientated, shall we say, more dress uniform. Yeah. So again, it's a it's another addition which was not on SNL live but I wanted to do this just to add a little bit of flavor to it and a a, a slight difference. Because whenever anyone's cosplayed it, all they've done is the shorts because they've kept it strictly to what was on SNL Live. So I just wanted to add a little bit extra to it. Okay.
0: Well, I can't wait to see that.
3: I look forward to showing you and everybody else. Okay.
0: So I'll be looking for you.
3: Definitely. I look forward to it, Robert. Okay. Thank you, Sean.
0: There's more networking going on. Of course there'd be networking going on. Everybody having fun tonight?
7: Everybody's having so much fun tonight.
0: <laughs> so, this drawing is rigged because the closest they've come to my number is off by six.
7: What was your number?
0: Um, five two zero five seven. Oh,
2: there's 94. <laughs>
0: so, this drawing is rigged. Rigged, I say.
7: Five four, you said?
0: No, uh, five five seven.
7: seven. Yeah, I'm still digging. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Robert. We We are better off because you were here tonight. So thank you. We're the ones that won the prize. Did
0: you have a good time? Always.
2: I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I needed
0: to have a good time dealing with that huge CF that was the TNG 30 panel. Well, I'm
2: glad that you were able to
0: come. I don't know if you heard about that, but all of the GA people, the line went all the way to the Masquerade Tower. I
2: saw. It was ridiculous. And then it wrapped around. No, it wasn't
0: supposed to wrap around, but it was. I know. And that was the GA line. Everybody else, the line went back into the convention hall.
7: Hey. Picture in front of this. Okay. My brother's got a
0: new one. Okay, no problem. Excuse me. You having a good time so far? Oh yeah. Absolutely. How about you? I haven't won anything. <laughs>
6: well,
9: we tried. <laughs> Well, that's all I ask.
14: It's been a fantastic time. I'm just, I'm really
9: impressed with the number of people that showed up.
0: I know I didn't think there'd be this many people here.
9: Right. I, from what I can understand, there were over 90 people in this very small space, so it was good. It was. It felt more.
0: It felt more than 90. Yeah.
9: I, from the ticket count, I think we were right at about that, but like I said, it feels like there was a lot more going on in this room than that. Yeah. So. As you can see, it's it's a very small space that's basically consumed by a bar. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: well, hopefully next year we can have it at a larger location.
9: I think that's already in the works. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. It's been uh, it's been a good evening for both for you know obviously for fan sets, and I think the fact that they were able to launch Discovery the way that they did is very much in style. So, yeah.
0: having a good time so far. What's been the highlight of the convention for you so far?
7: Uh, The
2: block of discovery panels on Wednesday. That was a solid day of
7: good programming,
2: and um, yeah, it was really great. It was great content that day.
13: you are having a good time so far tonight. I? I am, and you're wondering Is this hooked up to something, really? You're not just throwing your mic- okay, No. Okay. Waving it's, your microphone. No, this out. is state-of-the-art technology. It is. It is. iPhone, you phone. We all phone for iPhone. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, it's not an F1. Uh-huh. It's oh. an—it's—it's it's a KitKat oh, phone.
13: Okay. Well, break me off a piece of... No, I won't. I, won't. I wouldn't start that. <laughs>
0: Well, not before 12, anyway. Hi,
13: Robert. How are you? I'm good, Larry. How are you doing? I know it's really you because you've got your red sweater on.
0: Why is everybody
13: freaking out because I'm wearing a blue sweater this year? Because when I see you in red, it kind of like... My DNA thinks OU, and so I'm at ease.
0: No, Oregon is green.
13: Huh? That's it. Interview's over. Interview's over. What? You said OU. That's Oregon. No. OU is... Jesus Christ. So I have to play Boomer sooner on my phone for you? Oh you. Oh no. Oh you. No. Eric still and I have this debate. are isn't is
0: Oregon UO? No, it's OU. Oregon, it's the okay.
13: This is why they're green and yellow and have a different uniform every week with their little rich Well, bicep. that's because
0: they play in the real conference, the Pac-12. <laughs> Not in the Big 8.
13: <laughs> Okay, first of all, it's the Big 12. But how many teams are even in that though, conference? Even though I love the Big 8, I wish we could have the... I want Nebraska and Colorado and Missouri back. I miss the Big 8 days. Are we doing, are we doing sports talk now? <laughs> well, you brought it, it huh? <laughs> you brought it up. Huh? You brought it up. Oh, you brought it up. You wore a red sweater, so what else was I going to think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't there eight teams currently in the Big 12?
13: I don't know. Eight or ten, whatever. I live in L.A. now. I... I I, Star Trek Vegas ends and I go to see what the football polls say. Football starts the day after Trek Vegas is over. Pay no attention to all that shit going on on TV since June. College football starts the day after Vegas for me. Okay. No, I'm kidding. So now that we bored all the, tre- the sports ball haters in your audience. That's what you get for walking up to me at, at 11 o'clock after the fans, the awesome fansets party. Well, I've been trying
0: to interview you for like the last three days.
13: I know. And the first three days are my most intense. The next two will be less. Well, tomorrow small.
0: night you have the last Con or Wrath party.
13: Yes, the last one for here. We may do a couple more conventions I'm at. So, yes. So, we're actually working on the Wrath of to edit it. And post it and get you it in You mean out. the Con of Wrath? Did I say the wrong one? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. We're trying to edit the Wrath of God. Hard Bennett and Nick Meyer, we'll get it right eventually, right? So wasn't it hard to
0: do those reshoots since Ricardo Montalban is dead? It
13: is. It is. <laughs> but as long as we didn't kill Spock off forever, it's all okay.
11: It's
0: all okay.
13: Well, there is something I
0: wanted to ask you last year with the 50th. Oh, okay. Because you're, you're known as Dr. Trek and one of your specialties is DeForest Kelly.
13: Yes, yes. Well, I say that I love DeForest Kelly, I love McCoy. I always thought he was an underdog. I love how I keep meeting people now who go, well, I'm such a big McCoy fan, and I'm like, where were you 30 years ago, 20 years ago? That's what I wanted
0: to ask you is, because I believe you knew DeForest. It's wonderful,
13: but I say, where were you, yeah.
0: Because what do you think it is that that has brought all of a sudden this resurgence in McCoy popularity that didn't exist, say, around the time of the 25th or the 30th or the 35th anniversary, when DeForest Kelly was still here with us?
13: You know, maybe it's because we have social media and we just have more interconnectedness and, and the public ability of fandom to say that and the merchandisers go well it's Kirk and Spock, it's Kirk and Spock and they're the leads of the show so they must be even though the sheer force of the performance and what the writers wrote to back in when they you know it's the same in 66 as it is was in 88 as it was in DS9 when they saw Dax and Worf together went holy crap let's get them together on you know whatever and I'm sure it'll happen on Discovery. When you, when you start off with a plan, and you're a writer on a series, but then you see the dailies, and you see the sparking and the chemistry between actors. And when D, back in 67, he was, you know, the way they did things was they had the leads, and then the below the line people were all at the end titles. And D was in the end titles the first season. But watching the show, you're like, it's Kirk Spock, and then McCoy, and then Scotty, and the way we think of it now. But through sheer force of the performance, and the underplayed, but the chemistry, and the Spock McCoy, you know, the, all that. He, it's like, all, and amid all the drama that we know now about the, is Leonard gonna come back, and he's demanding equal billing, and all that stuff. Quietly, in the background, Bob Justman is going, oh, and by the way, we need to bump D. Kelly up to to opening, you know, above the line status yeah. on credit. So, I, he's just, I've said this many times, it was supposed to be a 60s lead, second banana everybody else. And and D and McCoy broke the paradigm of that and then, you know, Hill Street Blues brought in ensemble shows and next gen was an ensemble show with a lead but an ensemble. And then everybody else is, you know, all the rest have been that way. And through this understated guy who played villains in westerns, I know I actually my uncle likes watching encore westerns.
0: And yeah. it it I, I tweeted this out, it threw me off because it's a Henry Fonda Western and the guy he's oh, arguing I know with this
13: movie, yes. Yeah,
0: it's DeFor it's DeForest Kelly.
13: It's Henry Fonda and like a million stars are in that movie. Yeah. And I can't think what it's called. I don't yeah. DeLaw and Jake Wade? I, I don't I'm I'm, I, I'm sorry guys, I could be wrong. But it's yes. He taught and he told he had what he used to tell Henry Fonda. There was one story about he got shot, and was laying next to a water thing and Fonda got hurt and fell, I mean, if you can get old convention tapes of Dee talking about some of the Western movie filmings, they're just wonderful, they're just magical. But he thought he was retired and washed up and would, you know, he was getting too old to ride horses and fall off of them and whatever. And Gene had always wanted to be the doctor, had to fight through two pilots to get him to be the doctor. Because all the suits could see was Nat Dillon and Doc on Gunsmoke. Well if you remember Doc like yeah. like Pike and Boyce. Yeah. And like like Kirk and uh, Dr. Piper. It was all they always put the old guy in. And Gene finally got him, he'd been the doctor in his police story pilot. And he finally got him. And, and and the rest is history. So So yeah, but anyway, but y'all over the years of fandom, you could get Kirk posters. When I was a kid, you could get a Kirk, you could get a Spock. You could get an Enterprise poster or a t-shirt, and you could get the whole crew. And I'm like, where's the McCoy? Where's the Scotties? And I just, I loved him. And I'm a big fan of Will Rogers. And yeah. it's taken, and, and Terry Rio that wrote the, I wanted to, Terry got to do it, wrote the uh, the biography of DeForest Kelly, who was the last one of the, who would not do his own book. yeah, Because he was like, "Ah, oh, who who would care? Well, we all care. Yeah. But Terry, pointed out to me that my love of Will Rogers and love of DeForest Kelly and McCoy is is connected that way because McCoy was the and I, I used to put it this way you know it's like here's Kirk being heroic and here's Spock being heroic and every 90% of the world is oh Kirk Spock but it was McCoy that would like pop the bubbles and bring them all back down to earth.
0: It was sort of like yeah the id the ego and the yeah, the yeah. super...
13: And- yeah, and now we talk about the triumvirate, you know, and the, yeah, the the, or the the heart, the soul, and the and the brain, you know, and, and Kirk is the merger of the the heart and the brain, you yes. know. So I, we all analyze that now, but back in the day, people weren't weren't there. But to me, McCoy is the one. We say, oh, he's the heart, and he's the cynic, and he's the bleeding heart. But to me, McCoy is the one that goes, guys, 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 you can all be space heroes, but we've all got to be real people. And, you know, would, like I said, would pop the bubbles. And um, and I didn't analyze it that way at the time. I just kind of intrinsically knew that. And then years later, it was like, my God, that's the way Will Rogers was as a, commenta- as a humorous commentator, really the first guy to do the nightly stand-up monologue yeah. on Vaudeville and on the Follies that, you know, Johnny Carson and everybody since has done at night. He was doing it live in front of a stage. But that kind of... Real world cynicism, but but open heartedness, you know, counter to the heroics, and but it just always got me how when I was a kid, the first I've told that story, the first McCoy I could get on a T-shirt, I had to buy a Patterns of Force iron-on from Lincoln now Roddenberry.com yeah. that was you know Kirk Spock and McCoy in their Nazi uniforms. <laughs> that was my first McCoy T-shirt when I was a kid. You know, I don't think
0: you could sell that shirt today.
13: Uh, what do you mean oh well you're not but you're not gonna get mine <laughs> when, I, when I lost all this weight and I could wear my high school shirts again but um, no it's very special but yo know, I so when we did continues all these little college girls who were in our crew who were anime fans that came in to work on the show would come up to me and say I'm such a big McCoy fan I'm such a big McCoy fan Liz and and um, Michelle and uh, Alex and all of them and I'm like don't that's sweet, but you don't have to say that just because you're talking to me because I was playing McCoy then. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we've always been McCoy fans. And I'm like, where did you come from? Because D, because la- I talked to D at the 30th anniversary con, and I, by then I was professionally writing and working. And I got we did an interview, and it was the only time I really professionally interviewed D in 96. So three years before he died. And I, we finished, and you know, and I said, by the way, you need to do a biography. I would love to write it with you. I just pitched him right there. And he's like, if we did that, I'd have to go out the garage and go through all those boxes. And I said, okay, but I'm just letting you know. I said, I have to admit it. I've always been, McCoy's been my favorite. You've been my favorite. You've been the one that I would like go have dinner with or whatever, would think would be the most. McCoy's always been my favorite. And he goes, well, where were you when I had to deal with Bill and Leonard all those years? (laughs) And so when people come up now and say to McCoy fans, I go, uh, I know what D would tell you. <laughs> D would say, Well, where the hell were you? And I had to deal with Bill and Leonard all those
7: years.
13: <laughs> totally joking, because he was the he was the leavening. Yeah. If there was any friction between the two of them, he was the leavening, and, and between them and the and the little five. So anyway, so there there you go. I, you got way too much of me blathering about D, but but yeah, I will. But it's amazing to me how this whole resurgence of McCoy fandom is... It was, was was
0: that come about because of Carl Urban's McCoy in the JJ movies, or was that
7: before been. that?
13: It might have been, but I think also it's just that people who were McCoy fans just thought they were sitting out here in the boondocks, and, and social media has allowed people... It's just like backgrounding. It's like every the other things I love to do. I used to think there were six other people in the country by snail mail that cared about the things I cared about. And gradually, Facebook and Twitter, and now I know no, there's, and message boards, and some people go crazy. But no, there's tons of people that care about canon and behind the scenes and all the things I used to think I was the only one that cared about. Sitting in, you know, Slaughterville, Oklahoma, south of Norman. So, yeah, home of the Sooners. See how I brought that back around to our opening? Yeah,
0: Wasn't who it? lost to USC, I believe it was 45-28 to 28, in the Orange Bowl.
13: What now? Remember
0: when USC beat them in the Orange Bowl for the BCS? Yeah, that
13: was like the worst ever. But they, yeah. Most consistent, the high, they, I, I, can't, I can't do the stats, but one of the top three programs of the last 50s, since the, since the post war years for sure. The number one or number two program winning wise since World War II, since modern college football. Yeah. Wow, we brought it back around sports ball again. (laughs) Well, Robert, you finally got me. Is that gonna is that gonna do? I will talk about D. Kelly all night long, though, and McCoy. Yep. Because I wanted
0: to talk to you about that last year, but it just things got crazy because it was the fiftieth. Yeah.
13: Yeah. No, I'm happy to. So yes, I I um it's it's sincerely been amazing to see the resurgence in McCoy fandom in this. The goofy cynical side of me thinks, where were you all for years when I was trying to buy a t-shirt? But it's good that it's happened. It's wonderful it's happened. Well, you know, there's Scotty Phantom, there's Sulu, and part of that's because of George, you know. I mean, every they've all become iconic and and bigger than life now. And you know, and Nichelle is still going, and Walter's still going, and George is still going. And the world changed when Leonard, I mean, I reevaluated, I just took Spock for granted. And when Leonard died, it was like a D, when D died it was like a gut punch in the stomach like my dad had. but when Leonard died it was like the world shifted a little I said this in a thing I wrote for the magazine yeah. and it was just it made me I was like wow I took Spock for granted all those years and Leonard's you know not really but I get I get I get but then again I did so anyway anyway listen I've got people that are probably wondering uh, when we're gonna leave no so problem Okay, no problem. But I
0: do want to talk to you about comparing all of the, I guess, fan reaction to Discovery to the fan reaction to TNG, given that everything's cyclical.
13: Or, Or Enterprise, or DS9, or the Wrath of Khan. Well,
0: specifically TNG, because there are so many parallels. Right,
13: right. After a fallow period... Out of the blue after a long, fallow time. Right, right. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. we'll,
5: get, we'll do it.
14: Well, I'm going to go there. Oh, God. Yes, I, I know. I was just about to go there, too. <laughs>
0: what? What did Hi. I? Hi. How's everybody doing tonight?
14: Good, good. How are you doing tonight? I'm Good. <laughs> Well, good. I think we're all good. I finally won something.
0: Congratulations, because yeah. it was a rigged. It was a rigged thing. Was it really? Because they never, they they, they never, they, they only came close to my number twice.
14: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we paid them off, so you know, we were giving them beer and stuff.
10: <laughs> you just just slide a little beer over yeah. the table. Yeah, just a little beer on the table. Yeah. Here, have some. Yeah, you know. Uh,
12: like, this cost me five bucks, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's not even good beer.
6: Yeah.
0: It's PBR.
14: It's course. <laughs> no, I kept slipping him money, but I, I found out that the money I was slipping him was worth more than what the pins were. So, oh, no. you know. No.
12: <laughs> well, that's why he was so eager to take it. I know. It. Yeah. <laughs>
14: <laughs> but I'll tell you. I mean, we started. I think we've collected now like 30 pins today. And I think we've only bought five. <laughs> wow.
0: I have a fear that one day STLV is going to become like Disney with all the crazy pin trading. Oh,
14: yeah. You know what? They, they would probably love it, these guys. Uh,
12: yeah. Is that, a, is that a thing?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you need to talk to Heather about that. Oh, yeah, pin trading, that is crazy, obsessive stuff.
14: Like, it's as prevalent though as it used to be. I mean, when we first went to Disney World about 15 years ago, um, I mean they would have booths where people would meet to do the pin trading. I haven't seen that. Well, I know they're
0: still doing it at Anaheim. That's still the thing. Yeah.
14: I haven't been back to Anaheim for a long time, but in Disney World, I I don't I feel like I haven't seen it like it was.
0: Well, I mean they're ruining Disneyland because they're currently building Moneyland right now. Because I could afford a pass. Now the pass I had is over a thousand dollars. How long's the pass for? A year, a, 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 year pass. yeah. That's still, wow. And that's still doing it with monthly installments.
14: What is the uh, daily cost to go oh, in? one day t- t- yeah.
0: I think it's like one oh nine.
14: see, I remember when it was nineteen dollars.
0: And you had to get the ticket book.
14: I uh, know. I was I was after the ticket book, okay, so. so you know, I think we have a ticket book that's never been used somewhere. Yeah. We'll have to find it. Where you actually did the e-tickets and everything. I think we have an unused ticket book. It's probably worth something now.
10: Probably. So, if nothing else, if it doesn't have an expiration date printed on it.
14: <laughs> I'm here to write space <laughs> I've know? been holding on to this ticket
10: for 53 years.
0: <laughs> and the and the, the person will go, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Yeah, some, what?
10: Huh? huh? Whatever. So I don't know. And then you'll just have to be like, just Google it, son. Just Google it.
0: No, but it's getting crazy because they're building Star Wars land. Oh, yeah. yeah, And a lot of people were upset that they remodeled Tower of Terror to make it Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right. You
14: know, well, you know what? I have to say, though, the, the ride at Disneyland when it was Tower of Terror was not as good as the one in Disney World. Because the one in Disney World was pretty wild. The, 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 the car that you would write in which is basically an elevator would actually go on tracks for a while then it was an elevator again i was like okay you know the one in in anaheim was always just an elevator well
0: that was because of um anaheim city regular city laws preventing it because they, they they couldn't build it to be as tall as the one in orlando
14: oh really i didn't know that yeah I just figured that Eisner did it on the cheap.
10: <laughs> I mean, probably also.
0: You have to remember, currently, the 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 tallest freestanding building in Orange County is the Supreme Scream Tower at Knott's Berry Farm. And that's 321 feet, I believe.
7: Really?
14: I didn't know that. See, I used to work at, at one of the hotels there down on the um, um, yeah, streets. In Garden Grove, Harbor and Chapman, I think.
0: Okay, so 2nd Harbor and Chapman. Yeah. yeah Not to be confused with 1st Harbor and Chapman. You
14: know the, uh, the Hyatt there. I used to work there. And that's a 17-story building, I believe. It's at the right street, Harbor and Chapman, yeah.
0: Was there a Target across the street?
14: I don't remember now. I think there was, yeah. You know, remember Belle Isle? The restaurant, no, Belle Isle, it was right across the street. Oh, Belle Isle was is incredible. Have you ever heard of this place? Never. It's not open anymore. I don't even think the building's there. But back in the day, man, you would go there for food in the middle of the night. And they, I mean, you wanted a plate of fries. This thing was the size of a bowling ball, the plate. If you wanted a piece of pie, it was like eight inches tall. And it was so good. You go there after the bar is closed. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I love the Tower of Terror in, in Orlando. I mean, that's a fun ride. I'm glad, I'm glad they left that one. But, well, I know, I know they, were
0: pl- they closed the, the Magic Movie ride.
14: Yes, they're going to make that into something, and I don't know. Probably a Guardians of the Galaxy thing, too. You know, the Marvel stuff is so much of Disney now, so that's the way it is. But where are they putting the Star Wars land in Anaheim? Okay, do you
0: remember where Big Thunder Ranch was?
14: Yeah, that's Star Wars land. So beyond Big Thunder. Yeah, so that they took out. Oh, there was. The, yeah, that was like the petting zoo and all that stuff yeah. there. Okay, I
0: got you. And where they had the barbecue. yeah. Okay. It's
14: been so long since I've been to Disneyland. So
0: <laughs> So let me ask you right now, Alan. Yes. Well, how do you like your, your Seahawks for this the, this season?
14: Oh, they're going all the way.
0: <laughs> well now that LA has a team again, they gotta play the Rams twice. Well
14: well they've been playing the Rams twice anyway, when they even when they were in St. Louis. But um, I just checked the odds today, they're ten to one at the sports book at the Bellagio, so <laughs> ten to one to win the Super Bowl.
0: That's the Bellagio. I <laughs> know.
14: But you know who they who they have the best odds on in the NFC right now is Green Bay. Really? Seven to two. Seven to two odds right now. And they've got the Patriots, I think, at uh, like two to one.
0: Well I just saw a report that Tom Brady just turned forty. Yes. Which is mind boggling. I
14: think I think he has a portrait in the attic.
0: <laughs> well, I know his goal now is is the is to is to break the record because right now he's tied with Otto Graham for most championships won by a quarterback five.
14: Okay. So he's going he wants a sixth one. No, that makes sense. Hey, the guy still can play. I mean, let's face it; he's still top, one of the he's still maybe the top quarterback in the league still. So if he's doing that at 40, he can probably go another couple of years. We're gonna be dealing with those damn Patriots all this time. <laughs>
3: and I say that
14: knowing with respect because the team is phenomenal. Let's face it. But. And plus, I'm bitter from the Super Bowl that they beat us, so.
0: (laughs) You need to hear Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla dissects that whole thing. They they needed a long snapper. If they had a long snapper, that wouldn't have happened.
14: But Oh, the the pass? Yeah. You know, everyone kind of tries to second-guess that play, saying that, oh, well, you know, you should have given it to Marshawn Lynch, running up the middle. But... I read a, I read an article once where they analyzed the Seahawks all that season and that that pass play was actually a high percentage play for them for that time. So, you know, it may in retrospect, yeah, it looks like it was a failed decision, but when you look at the history of what they did that entire season, it wasn't necessarily a bad call. It was just badly executed. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be bitter anyway. <laughs> I'm actually more bitter about Super Bowl 40 which was the Seahawks in Pittsburgh.
0: Because that was a touchdown. We all know it was a touchdown.
14: You know, what's bad about that is there's probably three calls that were made by the refs during that. That you look back at it now and go, those were bad calls. And, you know, even the ref will admit now, in retrospect, that that was a bad a bad game for them. So. <laughs> I don't
0: know why she just handed that to me. Um, <laughs> she wants you to open... T- t- No Wait, I have a question. Is the name of this group hashtag Radio Fail? I sorry, Radio Edit. Oh God!
14: This guy is doing a whole series of these. Is it
0: the weekend
14: of Bernie's? Yeah, there it is. Was it bad?
7: Well,
0: I went to the guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so apparently, someone has made memes regarding who he who shall not be named at this convention. Oh, God. Okay, what? What are you saying?
14: With the picture you were showing everybody from, like, why we're
11: celebrating 30 years. Oh, yes.
14: Hold on. One moment, please. Please hold. Please hold. Your call is important to us. This is my question. Thank you. do 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 I can tell you that I don't have pants in this photo because I'm not in the photo.
10: (laughs) Aww. That's me. 35
14: years ago.
0: Go Beach.
14: This was at um, University of
11: Iowa. What? Long Beach. Beach. That's where. That's where I was.
0: Well, that's where, in a past life. That's where I was a music major. Well, the music department is next to the Carp- carpenter center.
10: That
14: was.
0: That was during my past life when I was at the old job. That was killing me. Not much. Well, I didn't win anything. I know you didn't
1: win anything, and you had plenty of opportunity. I was very disappointed in your trivia answer. Well, that was bag, right? That was just a... I'm sure it was just a brain cramp. Yeah. But I was, oh, my God, Robert's going to win something. What is your answer?
0: You should have given it to me.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you were here. Did you have a good time? Yes. Good. Excellent. We were uh, overwhelmed at the turnout, and we are I didn't
0: very ex- happy. I didn't expect this many people to turn out.
1: Well, it's kind of known that a lot of fans uh, at the convention, they don't like to leave the Rio because that's where everything's going on. So uh, to have the amount of people that we had show up here at Caesars was just unbelievable. Couldn't ask for anything better.
0: Well, I think it was a bet- this was the better option because I had to deal with that huge CF That was the line to get into the TNG 30 panel.
1: Yes, we saw that when we were getting ready to come over here. And it wasn't just from the main entrance. When we went down to the vendor's room, the line was going all the way down to the other end. That
0: was the copper and up line. Wow. The one going to Masquerade, that was the GA line.
1: You You mean the one going past the Masquerade bar? No, the Masquerade tower. Yeah, past the tower. Oh, I didn't know it
0: was, so was it going near the village bar?
1: When we we came down from our room to head over to the dealer's room to help uh, Lou and the fansets folks pack up, and the line was just past the masquerade bar right before the elevators at the tower, and it went all the way. It was unbelievable.
0: So here's what happened. I'm looking for the end of that line, and all of a sudden, about, I think, just past Guy Fieri's, it curves yeah. back in. Right. But you still have this other line, so nobody knew what was going on.
1: Yeah, uh, I hope it was a good show. We had a better time here, i got to (laughs) say.
0: Well, I mean, it's the only time you're going to see 90% of the cast of TNG together this year.
1: I'm uh, I'm sure it was a great show. We had a lot of things going on tonight. We had that. Gaze in Space was going on tonight. We were going on. We know we had a lot of things going on, and that made it even more... Um, really uh, humbling for me that so many people showed up here. It was really something.
0: So, as long as I got you here, get, let's do some quick sports ball talk.
1: <laughs>
0: How do you feel about your Patriots to repeat?
1: Oh, repeat? Oh, repeat. I thought we were going to start talking about going undefeated. Repeat, I'm not, that's not even a discussion we have to get into. That's kind of, I'm going to put it this way, and I am a New England fan, and I'm a Brady fan. Brady turned 40 yesterday. Old man Brady. Yep. Unless he is injured, nothing is going to stop this team this year. I'm putting it out there right now. I will never get over the 2007 season loss for the perfect season. This could be the year that they that they get over that hump. There's two games that worry me, and if they can get past those two games, I would not be surprised to see them go the whole distance undefeated.
0: What are the two games that worry you?
1: Opening night, Kansas City, but they're at home. Super Bowl championship celebration, home field advantage, and Pittsburgh. So we'll see.
0: Are they playing at Heinz Field or Gillette?
1: You know, I don't remember. I don't. I don't follow a lot of stuff in the off season, but I'm so into it in the during the season. I can't remember. I want to say it's at Heinz Field, but we've had really good luck at Heinz Field lately too. So if we can get past those two guys, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite interesting.
0: So you're predicting right now Brady's going to surpass Otto Graham because currently he's tied with Otto Graham for most rings won by a championships won by a quarterback five. You're saying he's going to surpass him this season.
1: My prediction is that the Super Bowl the Patriots will win the Super Bowl this year.
0: Yeah. Or my money back and my pizza is free.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Sounds good. Back.
0: Okay. So the party's breaking up here at the other room. So this has been the STLV After Party Spectacular. We'd like to hear back from you. And you can contact us in many ways. We're on Twitter at PromenadePod. We're on Facebook. Just look for Promenade Podcast. And you can email us at PromenadePodcast at gmail.com. We really like to hear back from you. Also, if you like the podcast, we're in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, or however you download your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.